Hello everyone and welcome to a weekly podcast session and joining me on this podcast are the usual as always Arnab What's up and Rats is back on the panel Hi Hey Rats uh, so <laughs> getting right down to it uh the most the most hyped event of all time for gamers if you considered the one the only E3 kicked off with none other than EA Sp- EA games and we have opinions about it don't we yes yeah i mean i've got a lot of first impressions so because i was like i kid you not when they announced battlefield like i'm i'm only going to be focusing on four games in particular totally uh which is the two games which were heavily focused on by ea themselves which is anthem and battlefield 5 and the two indie games which they spoke about in the conference as well undravel 2 and sea of solitude Now I'm going to start off with the indie games before I get to the big guns out there. Actually so, we should probably give the, uh, okay fine you can actually go ahead but I'd like to I mean go, is this my, is it yeah. is this like a quick right, one minute sure sure go ahead go through before that. So I'm actually hyped see I've never played the Unravel series before but it does look freaking cute and I actually like it it's something that you can play with a friend or a girlfriend if you have one. Mm-hmm. It is actually a fun game to go for and see of solitude that storyline actually even though it's very dark and grim it is good it actually got me hooked and i was like wow that's actually deep and then you know battlefield 5 you know anthem i've got a lot to say when we get to those games so you know that that's just my thoughts on the whole conference it was good i enjoyed it and arnab what about you um i don't know like it's a mixed bag of feelings regarding ea always because we know them to be like you know promising people they they kind of promise stuff then they fail to deliver it completely and uh, we've been seeing a lot of shit posts one was shared by you only where like, <laughs> oh the day is yeah, gone yeah <laughs> yeah the day is gone that 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 kind of exactly you know explains or expresses whatever i feel about ea it's like they have a high chance of success but they have a even higher chance of failing completely Right. So yeah, like Battlefield 5 looked wonderful. Anthem looks like a shittier version of Warframe, not graphically speaking, but in terms of gameplay and everything. And yeah, the indie games and I don't know why they kept Unravel under the wraps. That should they, they wanted to unravel it as a secret, my friend. Yeah, I mean, like all puns considered, it was a shit decision. to be honest like no, I, that actually really i really enjoyed that but we'll get to that i actually really enjoyed that it came off as a shadow drop but uh, what i really wanted to say was i i believe out of all the people all the companies that came to e3 ea probably had the most to prove it had its own reputation to change i thought this was for them a really really great opportunity for them to show that they have actually taken the criticism to heart uh i don't know if they've actually taken the hint but but let's get to this on a chronological order right so spoiler spoiler alert they have <laughs> so <laughs> we started the first reveal was battlefield 5 and the whole royale mode is they don't call it battle royale right so in order to avoid lawsuit from you don't want korean lawsuits so <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh so you guys what do you think about battlefield 5 reveal starting with you rats Well, see, when the reveal first came out two weeks ago, uh, I looked at and the, all the comments like that hated it because I think there was, uh, you know, it was, they said it was going to be historically accurate. It was very colorful. It was highly saturated. It was very vibrant. Right? I personally like that uh, reveal trailer. I'm hundred percent sure that uh, the other panelist here, Arnab, hated it. Arnab, did you hate the reveal trailer when it came out two weeks ago? Not exactly. I was. I. did not hate it i was very skeptical of it mm, so uh, like yeah, yeah like, a lot like a lot of people were skeptical they were hating on it they were not you know they had no hope for it and all that i actually it looked really cool and i enjoyed that uh, reveal trailer and then when battlefield 5 multiplayer was revealed like if you compare both the trailers multiplayer and the official reveal the multiplayer looks more dark and grim like an actual war setting and all the features and everything that they have uh, announced during that uh, during the uh, you know press conference from its uh, new fortification building system to its seamless destruction that blew my mind and that one game mode grand operations blew my mind away 
four days of content. I mean, not not an actual four uh, days. Rats, before interrupting you, I'll have to say people can't hear Arnab, so they want you to increase your volume or whatever. No, people can't hear me. Or... Arnab, 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 is Arnab dead? Uh, thanks. Oh shit! So, you know, I, I, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, he Am he I is pretty. Now? No, uh, can you get, come closer to the mic or at least change the settings while you? It's it's up? like I, I'm I am practically licking the microphone. Be like Bonjo, you okay? Put the mic in your mouth, like that. It's my life. Yeah, sorry, sorry, that's right, continue so, yeah. what you were saying. No issues, no issues. Yeah. So yeah, so grand operations. Like I like what game that you know a change of game mode that they have introduced, where it's like you know four days. Sadly, not in real time because that would make it even immersive. It would make it immersive as hell, where. based on the outcome of each day it changes the landscape it changes the battlefield it changes what could happen in the future days of uh, you know the game mode and it's actually really cool and even i, I think even one of the uh, youtubers who got early access jack frags mentioned that if it goes to a fourth and final day it will be like a final last stand where everybody has one life so you have to be careful and play it very safe So I actually like that uh, you know that uh, concept that they've introduced to ba- the Battlefield series. Plus, also you know the co-op mode combined arms, which is also a pretty good uh, deal. Apart from that, they also added like you know some small little features, which I just found exciting because you know I, I I love Battlefield. I love the evolution, the destruction that is you know created by the Frostbite engine is just beautiful. So, but the thing is, my. Uh... what you said is great but my major complaint was when they showed the trailer before e3 i was actually expecting them to go big on battlefield with a lot of gameplay and what they gave was pretty much a mostly a cgi cut scene trailer which with very little hints of gameplay and arnab were you also expecting a huge uh, response i uh, <laughs> to to be honest what i was expecting from dice uh, at this point was that they would actually work with their partners as in the youtubers the content creators they have partnered up with through their ea ronku prog- program beforehand hmm. they would bring them on the show floor and they would let them handle the entire presentation and everything i think this is a failure on ea's marketing more than anything the fact that they could not uh, utilize whatever resources they had i it's a like whatever trailer they showed like if we go back a couple of years you look at battlefield 4 and how the multiplayer trailers and everything worked out it was purely made out of gameplay right and there like you could recognize a lot of player like lot of recognizable players in in those trailers too this is a cgi trailer it does nothing it does no justice to the game whatsoever like pure and simple whatever came out from uh, jack frags from westy if you guys have seen i think i think i gave the link to yeah, rahul last Westies. night yeah westy's westy covered uh, like westy did a video on battlefield's fortification system jack frags did a video on the destruction revolution and grand operations so i like the fact that the uh, like you know the partners the content creators they are doing these videos instead of ea but this is ea's major reveal these reveals should be happening on the show floor that is what ea is missing that i think they have missed the point where it's their game and they have to show it i i mean yeah i would love to go to jack's channel and watch it i love the guy I've been following him since Battlefield Four, but not like in this way. So overall, I like the game. I am very much like as someone who has invested over two to three thousand hours in Battlefield. I would definitely play this on launch day, like regardless of whatever pre-order and everything. But still, I expected more from the developers themselves. Just saying that oh, Battle Royale is here. that doesn't justify whatever you're doing with the franchise it's right. it's your franchise respected as your content right i mean uh, when uh, to be honest they they tried to do the whole youtube and uh, community building thing with ea sports which they, they didn't succeed that's another discussion but they did try to you know bring on the people there uh, on the thing but is it still stuck 
Okay, wait, wait, wait. It, just chat. Just let me know if the stream is still stuck. No, it's, back, it's back. It's, it's back, back. It's back. back. Okay, shenanigans. Back, yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, just closing thoughts on the battlefield uh, things, rats. Well, Battlefield Five. You know, at least unlike Call of Duty, they are gonna have a single player mode with war stories. They've got new concepts, everything. You know, change of engine and stuff. Sure, I mean it's kind of off that they're jumping in on the battle royale bandwagon, but mm. I just I'm just excited to see how they're gonna pan it out and uh, utilize it because you know Battlefield is known to be a team game, you know, with groups of 32 players on either side fighting in a war field. So I'm trying to figure out how they're gonna pull off a battle royale. I'm curious to see how it's gonna end up. Right. Uh, <clears throat> one of the games that did get a lot of attention though was FIFA, and FIFA, they went, did double down on the fact that they now have Champions League, which uh, I think was, uh, till now, it was it, it was something that Pro Evolution Soccer did it. Uh, but they, they, they went big. Now they, uh, now they have Champions League and World Cup Edition will be uh, put in as an update. Uh, and uh, what do you guys think of the FIFA reveal? Well, the FIFA reveal was pretty cool. I mean, I haven't seen it completely. I just saw like quick highlights on YouTube afterward. Mm-hmm. But what hooked me, well, like what got me hooked onto the stream cool. even more I mean, I was the fun demo tournament that they had between, you know, YouTubers, streamers, professional players and internet celebrities. That was like the most exciting thing I've ever seen. And I think that was the one thing I think EA, that, that, was, that was a good way for EA to close their, you know, to close off their stream. Yes, last oh, night. Oh, yeah. After, actually... after the E3, they had the World Cup FIFA a FIFA tournament. Yeah, they right? had a FIFA tournament, yeah, with uh, Team Mexico winning it all. And, oh, my God, Team Mexico, those guys know how to have fun, man. Like, I have never seen, you know, a pair of, like, a group of people, a duo, having so much fun in their life, just playing and winning. Now, I that's remember like, watching that's one of those guys, like, I, he, he looked like he came from an Axe Body commercial, uh, from Hairspray commercial. Yeah. That ridiculous hair. <laughs> Yeah, he did. He did with that man bun on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> like a flower. But that was, I actually, because of that tournament, I actually stuck till the end of the stream till it said, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Like I actually tuned in till then. Oh, it was wow. that exciting. Yeah, it's so good that we actually have somebody who's so interested into esports as rats. Otherwise, nobody else would have seen all of this. I'm sure, Arnab, you oh, didn't yeah. stick around, right? Um, Not exactly. I was tuning in and out. Mm-hmm. Because most of, like, mostly I don't actually have any sort of attachment towards FIFA or NFL or Madden. Like, the sports genre, I completely avoid, to be honest, because I don't like the games, period. But, like, again, it's proving that EA is taking a whole new direction towards how they present their games and how they deal with new announcements, new launches and everything. It's more of involving, quote-unquote involving the community in a sense that like, the YouTubers are a part of their community and they invite their own community into the whole thing. It's a expansive uh, like, you know, factor. So, like, yeah, it's, it's like I don't know, it's the somewhat uh, it's a expansive, refreshing uh, to see like, EA you know, doing something in regards to how everyone works as a team rather than them having a monopoly over everything. But yeah, that's about it. <clears throat> One of the major, um, another interesting uh, announcement I think I found that was earlier. I think FIFA had a separate, uh, separate version for the World Cup that you had to purchase, but now it'll be given as an update. If I'm not wrong. Correct me on this. Uh, and I find that um, funny. I think they're pretty confident in the microtransactions that they don't really need to sell the game separately. They're pretty confident that people will take the microtransactions and they can give this access freely, which is both good and scary at the same time. Uh, that's, did you take this announcement as well? No, I wasn't uh, there for that. Like, I, I did not see check that in the highlights, though, about yeah, but, the you know microtransactions. You know, no, not microtransactions, but the, apparently the World Cup edition will be available for download as an update, and it will oh, yeah, be free. that as an update. Yes, I was there for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that. I, yeah. 
I think that was what they were showcasing. That was the tournament's game that they were showcasing at the E3's EA press conference. Oh, right. I don't think it was FIFA 90. It was the FIFA 18 uh, World Cup Russia. Oh, that's what they right. called. Yeah, right. Thanks for that clarification. So yeah, so again, th- uh, that's the thing with FIFA, right? Uh, especially with the World Cup around the corner, it's just a game you pro- most people would probably like to have on the corner, uh, right? When once the FIFA World Cup is in full swing, you're like, hey, I want to play a game of the FIFA around. I think that's a that's a good way to capitalize on that. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of football, but I'll definitely watch the FIFA World Cup. And what better way to enjoy it while just playing some FIFA, you know, 2018 with your friends. Yeah, I know, right? It's just a cool casual thing. So moving on to the next one, it's that uh, Urgent Access Premiere. I'll be honest, I wasn't, uh, um, there was a power cut when this was announced. So anybody else want to cover me up on this? All right. So I haven't. Se- I mean, I have. I haven't seen this live, but I have seen highlights and a lot of art, and I've read up on this as well. So everybody knows about Origin Access, where you pay a monthly subscription, you get a uh, like you know either it's a monthly or yearly subscription based on what you want, and you can you know play those games on your library. Let's say I pay three hundred and fifty bucks. I think that's the actual cost. I can play a list of selected games in Origin Access. Now, Origin Access Premier is another tier in the Origin Access subscription service that is coming out sometime this summer. So it might come out probably next month or the month after that. Not hundred percent sure. Maybe even later this month. Uh, they haven't officially announced like a date for it. But the best part about Origin Access Premier is that you're not just limited to the select games they give you. They will also put in all the games, including the latest releases. So if you have Origin Access Premier, you can go ahead and play Battlefield 5 when it comes on launch. You can play Madden 19 on PC when it comes on launch. Anthem when it comes on launch. All EA launch games will be available through in the Origin Vault. And if you have Origin Access Premier, you're sorted. So apparently there are two different costs for UK and US players. For the UK players, it is 15 pounds a month or 90 pounds a year and for us it is 15 dollars a month and 100 dollars a year so that's basically origin access premier that sounds like a very similar to what microsoft was uh, did with its own uh, xbox think, uh, game uh, yeah, yeah game, game pass right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, game were, pass, were, yeah yeah and i believe this is very interesting considering uh ea's games as service model right because uh they realized that people the, firstly the, uh, let's face it, ma- majority of their revenues are through their uh, DLCs and, uh, and, you know, microtransactions. And you people need to have the game to get those microtransactions, right? And what happened exactly. was some of the sales were dipping. So I think this is, in a very scheming way, the best way to eradicate that, where you get the subscription and you get all the games on launch. And, you know, obviously for, to a person, it's on the for the cheaper price, but, you know, they're going to get it all, all all their money back through microtransactions. This is what I'm seeing from this. Arnab, what else? This is more of like, I am seeing this as their take on like, eventually, like this was, this is the natural progression, sure, of gaming, of the entire gaming industry. Hmm. But this is turning out to be like the Netflix of the gaming world. Precisely. That's, yeah. So more or less, that's is that, a, is that a bad thing though? Is that a bad thing though? In the, like, in, as a concept, no, in the hands of EA, I am not sure. I I am not sure. Because, like, anytime someone says anything regarding EA, I am suddenly, like, it's, it's a reflex, call it that way. It's all of a sudden, it's very much skepticism involved in it. It's like, oh, God, what can happen? Will they fuck it up? Will they not fuck it up? Will they scam us? Like, you know as to oblivion who knows I mean, and uh, it's i mean i don't think that it's a scam but it's a very yeah uh very very uh, there it's clearly a marketing tag right i mean uh, a, who wouldn't a, want to have a marketing yeah. yeah exactly it's a brilliant marketing tactic but here's the thing uh, like all of a sudden we are getting games at launch that is completely fine hmm. but will the games be available for like you know all eternity or will it be available for just three months after oh, the launch that's a good point did I they, think... did they so, mention that 
so it's just it just works how it, it see so origin access works the same way how you know normal or i mean origin access framework works the same way how origin access works where you you have you just have to have that subscription active that's it you just have to have that subscription active it's similar to how the xbox game pass works as long as the subscription is active you right. can do you can play any of the games out there so it's like it's 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 basically netflix you right. don't have a Netflix subscription. You're not going to be watching those latest Netflix shows. And I think EA is doing this because, you know, if you look at their entire, you know, PR and marketing or whatever the hell, in the past couple of months beforehand, they have been in, they've been going through a shitstorm, right? right? The Star Wars Battlefront 2, loot boxes, extra DLCs, oh, not just over the couple of months, over the couple of years behind us. They've been going through a lot of shit and it's, you know, I think they might want to do something. Who knows? Genuinely, they might want to do something to give back to the community by giving Origin access. Sure, it might be a little more expensive than Origin. I mean, with Origin access premium, it might be a little more expensive than Origin access, but that's understandable because think about it. Just like you're paying for an extra tier. They even mentioned it as a new tier of its Origin access subscription service. Yeah, it's uh, the only fear is you know. Uh, once this model is up and it's successful, it's like this is the way the games would be developed as well. It's not like they're not either ways, but you know, uh, some of the lesser popular games uh, who are uh, under the EA banner, they'll have no choice but to introduce microtransactions into their games in order to sustain under this model is what I'm thinking. Uh, but I'm clearly not. I'm clearly just uh, being judgmental at this point. We'll wait to see how that goes. And... See how I see it. Uh, like uh, in this sense, is that it's not. Uh, uh, it's not viable for gamers to like you know pay for one month or two month. You're better off paying for about a year. It's more of a like. It's more of a sustained investment. That's how the gamers will benefit. Otherwise, if you're paying for like, I don't know, two months, $30, that's like a very shitty investment. <laughs> it's, it's $15 a month. And if you go yeah, $15 so like, for 12 months, that's over like, you know, $170. Wait, wait. Uh, I, yeah, think exactly. a, I think an annual like subscription would be, wouldn't exactly be $15 a month, right? If you're taking an no, annual no. subscription. So, yeah. So the annual subscription is $100 a year. So I'm opening up the calculator just to be sure. Yeah, so that's math. pretty much. Otherwise, so otherwise, it'd be one eighty dollars per year if you're going for fifty dollars. Yeah, it'd be one eighty dollars per year. So you're actually saving eighty dollars if you just go for the yearly subscription. Like right. I said, it's a it's a sustained in uh, like sustained investment will be beneficial to uh like the players, and regarding microtransactions, I think it's a like again, EA has been changing their policies regarding microtransactions and season passes and all together. So what is happening is that they are ditching the microtransactions and like, you know, the access passes in favor of giving players more uh, uh, like a detailed choice regarding what games they want to play, which is okay. I just hope that they don't like, you know, re revert back to their quote unquote shady policies as mm -hmm. soon as they encounter any sort of hitches. But yeah, if, yeah, they, that's if, if, they, if they do, it's going to be a PR disaster for them. Yep. We can only wait. I, 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 I don't think, I don't think EA is particularly, uh, I don't know, like, you know, sort of paying attention to their PR disasters. If they would, they wouldn't be releasing Battlefront 2 <laughs> in the no. first place. No, no, no. Let's, let's, let's give them the benefit yeah, of the but, doubt but for now. Yeah, let's give them the benefit of doubt. If we can give the benefit of doubt to other people, let's right. just give them. I mean, we gave Ubisoft benefit of the doubt and they kind of are redeeming themselves. I believe okay. we can. Give oh, they are. Oh, they, 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 they are. They are. Yeah. And so the next one, the, that hap uh, next one was the first, I think, game announcement that we had. And it's also the weirdest game announcement that we've had and the most annoying game announcement we have had, in my opinion, which was that Respawn is making the Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> this is a bizarre, if, no, if people have not watched it, it was basically the announcer, I forgot her name, uh, she, she sat in the crowd and was with the, one of the CEOs of Respawn, I forget his name as well, God, I'm really bad at this. Uh, and they were talking in an interview and he just says, yeah, we're, yeah we're, working, we're working on a new Star Wars game, it's called Jedi Fallen Order. And that's it, N no demo, no video, nothing about it. 
Uh, I think they mentioned that you can play as a Jedi. That's that's, that's, that's all you can. How was Jedi? Not even, not even as a Jedi, you can have lightsabers. I'm like, yeah, that's that's. I th- I think we had that in the last couple of games as well. What's new about this? Like, yeah, it's coming out next year. That's about it. Like, uh... I mean, if it was coming out next year, just keep mum about it and you know release a trailer next year. Or maybe they they yeah. really were under pressure for something like that. Like, uh, no. God. So I, I want to. Okay, I let's want to believe in respawn, but no. So let's it's... let's try to dissect the positives out of it, whatever can. So apparently, it's set between episode three and episode four, and obviously, this was during the rise of Darth Vader and the assassinations of all the Jedi. So maybe we could be playing as one of the last uh, remaining Jedi. It's all speculation at this point. So we could be playing as the crumbling Jedi Order, which I think is a really interesting time period. Why are you quiet? I am like trying to think because my brain is processing. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah, it's processing in the sense like okay, I guess we are playing as the Jedi, but. do we like again the fact the idea that comes up do we really want this game yeah That's no i i do want this game i always want a good star wars game right so you 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 tell me it's going to focus on jedi and exactly, going to have a single exactly, player exactly. campaign i mean no, 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 no. here's the thing here's the thing keyword a good star wars game keyword good good there's it's 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 a keyword definitely but regardless see uh, i'm a star wars fan boy you put anything star wars and i will at least check it out that you have my interest till that point i saw solo it was a terrible movie but i saw it and nonetheless i knew <laughs> i knew going in that it was going to be a terrible movie i knew we never needed the movie but regardless i still shelled out money to watch that film that's how i am with the star wars franchise and i will continue to <laughs> consume its content solo, solo solo is the dark knight of the star wars franchise let the, us know the movie Stop. the movie we never needed but we have Yeah, no, I, the 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 analogy doesn't make sense. Sorry, uh, but what, yeah, what? <laughs> anybody who's followed the lore uh, will know because it's. Let's talk from no, it's speculation because they gave us nothing, right? So you can just speculate. It can be whatever and be progressively disappointed next year. But let's speculate now. Maybe you could be fighting Cthulhu. Maybe there'd be gray Jedi's. Could be everything, right? So oh yeah, gray Jedi's. The like it's God. Will they ever bring them out in proper sense? Like Star, like Disney. Please, for the love of God, give us the gray Jedi's. Like, give your, I don't know, developers, producers, directors the rights to develop gray Jedi's, please. <laughs> so definitely. And again, what is it that you want to see from this time period? Let's just say, what do you want from this game? Uh, set in the time period between the Revenge of the Sith and a New Hope. uh i what i want from this game i don't know just what no, speaking purely from story perspective and just imagine we, it's going to be a great have, game we already have an mmo star wars i mean that was like, that was the old republic right? old so republic old has republic. no relation to the time period that is concerned right now yeah so and I, i want an mmo which is to that time period that'd be cool that'd be cool like, actually actually that'd be really like, cool because uh like, think about it between episode 6 no wait episode, yeah four, episode 6 3 and 4 3 and 4 that's okay 3 and 4 okay 3 and 4 has like a huge time gap right. even 7 and i mean 6 and 7 right uh, have another generation. huge time gap they can focus on these two yeah there are two generations that they can just you know pick you know throw a dart pick one and be like okay we're focusing on this yeah so because especially because We all want to see how the world was when Darth Vader, Anakin, slowly rose to power as Darth Vader, and you know how the order actually came and got the whole uh, authoritarian rule across. Having an MMO in that re- in such a time period would be so cool. Like how uh, the, it's it's a civil war basically at that point, and yeah. I am actually as uh, trying to build my excite- uh, excitement for this because I do believe respawn. is talented enough to pull this off i hope they're not cancelled like visceral was but yeah and uh, wait is this going to be for, uh, similar to the jedi knight games that anybody has played jedi, jedi knight i've seen the game oh dude star wars jedi knight is incredible I, i i used to play them all the time as a kid is this related to that same line is star wars jedi the new property star wars jedi 1 star wars jedi 2 what we're going to get are we going to get star wars sith star wars sith 2 
I'm all speculation at this point because they gave us nothing. See, one thing I would want from this Star Wars game since Respawn is doing it since like I have faith in them is the fact that they can do a, a single player. That's hmm. that's that's one thing that they can do and crisp gameplay like you know proper crisp combat that they can do which the, the other developers clearly have failed to do like dice never had their way with stories like battlefield bad company 2 was long way back and they've lost the touch but respawn they can do story games like we've seen titanfall 2 it had a really good story titanfall 1 tried failed but yeah like story mode uh, can be expected crisp gameplay can be expected so don't you want a crisp jedi gameplay at the end of the day like you know yes. have them run around the walls force pull force push all those things yeah exactly exactly that that can be that is something respawn can definitely do so there's a bit slip like in my head there's a sliver of hope but again since a new hope <laughs> especially yeah. after visceral being cancelled respawn yeah. is the only one there anyway so we move on to the next one there was more star wars news of course battlefront 2 the design director came up to stage and he pretty much admitted that they didn't get it right the first time so they released uh what was the announcement he gave like apparently they that pro- they overhauling the progression system is what they said i think they said Probably. that Probably. probably in brawl probability they should be doing that right now like it's it's a natural progression of the game right mm-hmm. now like fix the fucking thing uh and apparently the, a new dlc will be released which is going to be focusing yeah, on clone wars focus on the clone wars which is weird which is very interesting and weird why is that weird because like i think the time period will be a bit uh, like off in that sense regarding battlefront 2 but still they can be done they can can be done so yeah right wait like, battlefront 2 takes place after the death star was had collapsed right so clone wars is like a huge step back in time yeah now that you yeah exactly about yeah interesting so, yeah it's it's a it's a bit weird seeing how they're going back in time rather than forward or anything but yeah it's like Let's wait and watch what happens. I mean, I think they're catering to the fans because from the expanded universe, Clone Wars is pretty beloved amongst fans, and mm, yeah. that's something people it's, wanted it's, to play. Huh? Definitely, even like who doesn't love the Clone Wars? I know. So I believe so. This is them just rolling back and like, hey, no, quickly, let's actually give the fans what they really, really want, and which is the low that they, which is the low that they really want to badly see again, and that's. Clone Wars comes to mind. Clone Wars, Old Republic. These are the things I believe the next DLCs will focus on. And I don't think we, I don't yeah. think we're gonna get a, a continuation to the story that we've gotten with Battlefront Two. I don't think so. Nah. No, it's no. not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's not happening. Uh, and did it collapsed? Reconnected, reconnected. No, no, no. Yeah, we're back. It's reconnected. We're back. We're back. We're back. It was a minor hiccup. We're back. And uh, so yeah, what I'm saying, they kept it short. as they should have because i believe uh, any uh, battlefront 2 with the kind of image it had they, it just felt like they wanted to get done away with that press conference as quickly as possible so immediately following that was i believe this is where we get to the high point of the uh, ea uh, press conference immediately after battlefront 2 was unravel 2 which was such a surprise that uh, featuring co-op this time and the cra- crazy announcement that the game was finished and up for sale immediately for i think 15 or 20 dollars rats uh, i was very pleasantly surprised with the demo that they showed what do you yeah think? like so i have never played or heard of the unreal series but when i saw the gameplay it looked very it looks really good it reminded me of ori the blind forest with a, like a 2d version of fae hmm. mixed with ori in the blind forest and it's something that you can actually play with your girlfriend i didn't mention this in the beginning you can actually play this with your girlfriend or a cousin or you know your friends or whatever like it's a fun game it looks really cool and i like it i'll definitely pick this game up but one question i have in mind is is it a part of the ea originals program 
Uh, no, not this one. Not this one. So, uh, Unravel was... Uh, it was an indie game It when it was announced. I don't... I'm pretty sure it's not part of the EA Originals program. But I played the first one. And I enjoyed it thoroughly. I would give it a solid 7.5. 7.5 because while I did appreciate its unique charm, uh, there were moments where I was pretty frustrated with how the game functioned. And... Uh, some of the puzzles were, were where I thought like we could clearly be doing more. And as a single player, I always felt there was something missing with that. I believe a co-op is the best way to take this forward because having these, uh, all the boss battles and all the puzzles, it always felt like there was not enough. The, the game was not using its mechanics enough. I believe co- have, doing this with a friend would give them a lot of different opportunities to maneuver certain puzzles and in turn making it a lot more fun. And, you know, this it just seems like the perfect kind of game for a co-op. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I mean, it's like EA has, you know, delved into a lot of co-op. I mean, we've seen Battlefield, they've announced co-op. Every game that they've announced so far has has some form of co-op in it, even Unravel 2. Like, you know, and as you mentioned, you know, with the cha- with, you know, the improvement of mechanics and gameplay that makes it more fun and if you are like a bunch of you know co-op brothers or something like for example the popular twitch streamers talk uh talk mongre uh, i mean you can imagine those guys having a lot of fun playing the game because you know they've got that synergy with them when they do these kind of co-op streams so and even if and who knows maybe both of us when we get the game oh yeah the game is out we can get it right now and stream it oh we can yeah, oh, we can. Oh, it's up. It's for fifteen dollars. It's available for purchase right now. That's what. That's what was the uh, craziest thing about card. it. Okay, card found, and I think I purchased it. Okay, <laughs> crazy. Let's stream that straight up tonight or something. Anyway, uh, right. what I wanted to say is, people being skeptical that uh, EA is forcing a co-op down all its games throat. I don't think so. I I really want people to know that this game officially can benefit from co-op i be- i don't think it was a forced decision i think it was a natural progression from the developers who really really wanted to improve the game no, no, no. i'm not saying it was a forced progression i mean i'm saying no, it's no, a i'm really saying other people who are skeptical about this choice i'm just saying that yeah oh all right, all right fine yeah and Anub. i i i i don't i don't understand what people want it's like stop forcing co-op down my throat it Whenever people say that, it sounds to me like stop forcing me to make friends. It's like, hmm. no, 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 it's That's like this. No, no, I'll tell you, it's like this. It's like, hey, man, I think this game would be awesome in co op. Why is this game have co op? Why are you forcing me to play with another person? I mean, you can, like, you can never satisfy people. There's always going to be, it's, it's always the people who. So, who have a negative outlook who are the loudest. So we can unfortunately never see the positives a lot when compared to the negatives. That's just the way yeah, it's 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 weird seeing like even I like I whenever I play any sort of story based games, even in Mass Mass Effect or any other games like that which had co op, there are sometimes I would have a different profile set up just so I can play that game solo. You know, to give myself a challenge, but I never frowned upon whenever co-op presented itself because, like, hell, why wouldn't you have four guys running around with guns? By the way, uh, by the way, yeah, uh, a bit buyers beware. Uh, So you can completely play this game alone. The the co-op buddy can be AI, but the thing is, from what I'm hearing, there's no online co-op; it's local co-op. So apparently, you do need to have a social life to have somebody else play with you. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> oh, that's that, see that that works out for the two of you because well, you guys are in the same fucking city. Shut up, Arnab. Yeah, Arman. Yeah, I never said that I don't have a social life. I'm just saying that works out perfectly for us, you, for people in Asitcast. Even Soham and I mean, Joel you, can stream it. You imp- no, no, no. You implied that you are alone while no, both I of didn't. us are in the same city. No, yes, I you didn't. did. See. Now it brings me to my next point where I see games like Anthem which have a social social life, what? Single player and a multiplayer <laughs> scenario. <laughs> um, sorry about that, but yeah. See, Anthem. Natural progression. Right. So, again, closing, if, on, closing on Unravel, uh, I think this was a straight up 10, 10 out of 10 reveal. Showed the game, showed the improvement, showed the co-op and said, 
it's available right out of the gate for a mega price of $15, which I thought it was great all around. And with uh, uh, EA, again, this, this, uh, this is when they acknowledged that, you know, uh, a way out was one of the part of their original program and it did really, really well. So it seems like EA is further going down that direction due to the good reception from a way out. And they released Sea of Solitude, from, uh, which is a part of the program. And it started out with this woman who came up and she was pretty nervous, stumbled a bit with the words, but slowly got into a groove. And it was a five minute of passionate speech about the, her depression and this game being a passion project of people overcoming that. And her speech uh, sold me on the game. It clearly seemed like a passion project. I love the aesthetics of the game. It's kind of gave me Howl's Moving Castle kind of vibes, like a Ghibli movie game. I know how that's thrown around this way, but this this is my favorite reveal out of the whole EA press conference. Guys, what do you think about it? I mean, that whole concept is actually cool where, you know, people who have like emotional distress or anything of this sort, you know, <laughs> they... Shut up, Arnab. <laughs> so, Arnab, your depression people... is fake. Okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> So uh, people with, you know, that kind of, you know, they have to basically fight to get their humanity back. They turn into monsters. So that concept is actually pretty cool coming from Sea of Solitude. I know. And is it, uh, so um, I'm curious, Is uh, let's, we're in speculation territory here. I mean, if you actually give into depression, does that mean you become a monster completely and you continue to play the game as a monster? And how is the level design going to work after that? I mean, if you're completely human, is it going to be a completely different path for you? Or is it linear? Um, my mind is going all sorts of nuts at this point. Yeah, I know. We just have to... Wait, is the, is the game out though? No, no, no. The game's not out. It's not, not yet. Out okay. Yet. But, Damn. Okay. But yeah, it's crazy. I, I just love that Like she turned into this whale-like creature and was swimming through the half-submerged cities. And I just love half-submerged cities as a landscape. I that's a bad word. You can't call half submerged cities landscape. I just realized. But uh, the the environment, yeah, this city that's completely uh, can't even say completely. What is wrong with me? Half submerged, and you navigating through that. I believe there's a huge lore into this, and it just feels like it feels like an anime with this weird aesthetics. Arnab, what about I don't know. I would say that it's the game is drawing. Like, it seems like it's drawing a lot of inspiration from two major, uh, you know, uh, I think influences I can point out is that one will be the Lovecraftian, uh, the entire... Uh, Deep Sea Horror, where, that's the first thing I got from myself when I thought about that. Yeah, it's like the Lovecraftian uh, influence is clearly noticeable with the half submerged cities hmm. and people turning into monsters and the monsters emerging from seas. That's definitely there. And the other was that the grand idea of a journey. And the last time any one of us got the grand scale of journey, the grand idea of journey was from the two games that i very much adore is the shadow of colossus and journey itself right the, right this game actually gave me a sense the feeling that i was kind of looking at a sequel of journey in a way in oh, a way right. yeah that's now that you mention it i i uh, uh, that's a very very solid presentation uh way to describe it yeah, and uh, there were some sort of, like, there were little uh, throwbacks to a lot of biblical references in the sense, like, did you guys see the part where the sea uh, parted itself? Yeah, yeah, that was clear Moses. I was like, yep, yeah, like, you're, you're I'm like, Damn, this is there. And you can see a lot of influences have been woven into this story. So, and the story is pretty vague. So eventually, definitely, there's going to be lower points into the game. There's going to be uh, collectibles or anything like that, anything of the sorts. Maybe we'll have to gather clues from the environment, from the bosses we fight and everything. Yeah. And so, yeah, that gives a very mixed feeling. It's like it can have a... Since it's an indie game, since it's a passion project, mostly I am hopeful that it will succeed. But there's still a slight chance of it being a bit pretentious on the side i don't think so uh, the, the, her speech sold me on it her passion I know, clearly I know, came I know, through I know. 
like yeah. her voice, like through uh, like midway through the presentation, her voice started quivering, and that right. was like she's actually hmm. saying what she feels right now. So there's definitely like mostly this game will succeed, and EA Originals for the most part has been a very promising endeavor on EA's part, and let's see, let's see where this goes. I like it. It's coming from an honest place, and I seem very much on point. Uh, great that you brought out the fact about uh, the Bible. It's it's definitely giving that biblical uh, narrative that in order for you to feel most human, you must uh, the the Old Testament at least, where it says that in order for you to feel most human, you must first accept that you can be a monster. You know who says yeah, that? Yeah, exactly. You know who said that? No. No. Jordan Peterson. Ah, hey, you just agreed with the Jordan Peterson quote. I made you do that. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, never mind. Uh, so let's move Later. on to the <laughs> So of course, uh, this was sort of the peak of ES press conference on both sides where you see are really really deep valleys, trenches, which go to the depths of the earth down. So what followed Sea of Solitude was NBA life and it didn't really do anything for me like it didn't swell me on anything i don't know what it was it was a weird cut of trailers i don't understand yeah it was like for like what 20 24 people standing on a field with other people cheering it's like it looked like a backyard where they were playing basketball and i was like this is my squad i'm like i am not sold on this <laughs> I don't like your squad. Was there any announcement that I missed out on this rats? I think you paid close attention. I honestly I honestly did not care for that. Yeah, or which one NBA? Yeah. NBA Madden no, NBA I did not. And, and, yeah, exactly. It's like all three of us no, just no. turned our brains. Yeah, the, the this NBA. is when the press conference almost grind to a halt. Came to a halt almost. It was it was yeah, a grind I mean, to progress after this. See, all all I remember was that uh, I think Team USA were losing pretty badly to Team Mexico, and they were like, "Come, let's play Madden. I beat you there." And they were getting all salty. <laughs> oh, dude, Mad! I really need to put a special mention for the Madden because <laughs> it was hilarious when they talked about. Uh, I think they brought uh, put on the story of this one guy who wanted to be a Madden champion, and it it, it did not. It did a very poor job of making the guy look likable. I think he he put on this quote saying I hated losing more than I loved winning and then they got him on the stage with this belt uh, they do belt instead of trophies and there was a stuff he had with this presenter yeah, was, What the fuck was that like uh, let me just go back and say every fucking year EA tries to sell people on the Madden and NBA franchise and they make it look completely stupid Yeah I mean right the, the the idea was to sell people that yes this is a very good career to progress into becoming a Madden champion but uh and they tried to make the character relatable but no uh, it, it fell flat for me rats did you watch that no i did not watch that okay. <laughs> hey man, uh, i'm not see, a big fan of sports okay yeah exactly 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 like i say like sports if you're if you want to make people interested in playing the sports genre rather than making it a very esports kind of thing like oh you can be very competitive you have to win you can be the champion of the world rather than making it like that why don't you invite people to say like hey try out this game if you're introducing a backyard setting why don't you sell people on the backyard setting like okay you can set up your console and you can have friendly matches you can set up your characters you can set up your entire squad based on real life people you know and then select stats and everything make it a fucking like not to say an rpg make it a very customizable game that might just sell people on the idea of a Isn't, franchise that is that what fifa tried to do with its story mode i i don't know like think, like, like fifa said, introduces story mode games. quite a couple of years ago with the yeah that was actually pretty i think 2016 they introduced story mode and that yeah. was actually pretty good like the, the way they you know sold that was actually pretty nice you know become the next superstar like mm-hmm. just letting you that was actually good so right. i think maybe madden and nba did that might might be a, you know I, i don't know i could be wrong they might have story modes and we haven't really tried it out because i'll be honest i've never played and i've never played an madden i've never played a madden thing and their presentation did not convince me to yeah and i've never played an nba game since i think to early 2000s yeah same here 
and now coming yeah, i mean I, yeah. I i agree with what also abhi on chat is saying like they should show how the game is and how the game has improved instead of who this guy is and how his life has changed i i agree like where like on the side that his story like the guy's story is important this game is just as important as the guys who are playing it right if we are like not getting the game rather than watching some guy become the champion of the world without even seeing what he indulges in that does not sell a game that doesn't sell a game very true very true and the you know what's the funniest part in my personal opinion this wasn't even the lowest point of the uh, of the press conference what <laughs> what was the lowest point was the next one which this one broke my heart because uh, uh, a little uh, uh revelation about myself when i was a kid i was knee deep into rts okay and one of my favorite franchises was command and conquer and so when so <laughs> Im- imagine when uh these guys came down on, on the st- came up on the stage and put their mobiles on uh, and they show, show they showed their mobile screen on the big screen and they were playing this i don't know one on one with their bases at the same side and i was like Okay, that harvester seems very similar. This kind of seems like command and conquer to me. And soon enough, after the after the fight was over in like four minutes, they announced that it was command and conquer rivals. I was like, no, 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 no! <laughs> you can't, you can't turn command and conquer into a four-minute mobile game. All right. I, I am I am imagining Udit just going all you know off you know you know the meme from the office like no <laughs> no. no dear God no and this was me as a person who who was done with RTS for quite a while who had turned away from Command and Conquer despite my incredible love for the franchise has turned away still what just happened are we back. Are we back? We're back. We're back. Right. We're back. Oh, we're back. We're back. Right. So, guys, if anybody uh, wants to know, is that ES press conference actually made Aman productive? So, if anything, we can take <laughs> this from that. So, but um, yeah. and the thing is, like, um, <laughs> I am actually. Huh. Yeah, tell me. Now, I'll be uh, like, see, I'll be honest. Uh, you know, when you're sitting in the loo and you're bored. You can't just check Facebook forever. You need to kill time with something. So I think mm-hmm. Command and Conquer Rivals is like a good time pass. Trust me on that one. Like I've recently started getting into like mobile gaming. Don't worry, I haven't touched PUBG Mobile no, yet. No, 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 it's okay. It's a, no, that's a very got, interesting been, point, though. Yeah. Yeah, Go I on. mean, I've been playing more. Like you know, I actually found there was a Final Fantasy RTS game which I found on the. Oh Google no, no, no! Don't touch that one. Actually. Don't touch that one, please. Don't. No, no. no. <laughs> oh no! Is that okay? <laughs> thanks, thanks for the heads up. No, no, but there is also a Pocket Edition Final Fantasy yeah. which I want to check out. Oh, that one's just very good. That one is very good. Yeah, I think my phone is not compatible with it. But anyway, yeah. So see, I started mobile gaming and I when I saw CNC Rivals, I was like, okay, this is interesting. What's up? I'm not a big hardcore RTS fan, but you know, on the mobile game, it's pretty cool. And and they also showed like live gameplay where they featured two people, one in control who is a former RTS. He's an RTS pro player. If mm. you guys know, he used to play StarCraft 1 and 2 professionally, and the other guy was a streamer for and that's, you know, You you basically spend that much time to win, but in other games like you know MOBAs and FPSs like CS:GO and Rainbow Six Siege, it might end up taking forty five minutes to an hour, and it and you know you end up wasting time if you lose. This is like you know your quick bite. That's why mobile games are actually doing well. Like all all these genres, it's it's time at the end of the day. Right, I I actually do understand because uh, I had to take a step back. Conquered demo for the mobile. You don't think that they uh, they should have at least given a small chunk of that for a Battlefield Five demo? Uh, yeah, marketing. I I honestly don't have any words left for them. It's the fact that EA's marketing team is so shite. They will, they are literally shooting themselves in the foot with their own presentations and their own scheduling and everything. Like I said, EA has partnered up with the Ronco program, and they are giving the. It's good that they're giving them. uh like i don't know what content to cover but like come on seriously pr- promote your own products rather than i don't know killing them before they even get out of the fucking door but regarding command and conquer 
Did you see how small the entire map was? Oh, yeah, the, the, the bases are right next to each other. Yeah, I mean, I can if realistically speaking, if my base and my enemy's base was that close, I would rather take up like I don't know a truck full of explosives, set it right next to the fucking other base and set it on fire. Like that, that's I would do. I would not build an ICBM or anything. Period. That does not make sense. And did you guys check out the trailer that came about uh, of Commander oh, yeah, Conquer like after that? Mass, there was a massive battlefield then. <laughs> like, that looks nothing like the game, does it? There was a trailer? <laughs> yeah, you didn't see the trailer. The CGI trailer that came after the uh, this is, war. This is why I know we don't go on and off. Yeah. Dude, the trailer... See, if you, if, no, no, no. If, you, if you're showcasing a sh- game that is so bad that it looks bad, like... Oh my god! Like I'm, I said, I, I again, I, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't know if it's a bad game. I can't be judged. I'm just being cynical. It certainly did not appeal to me. But <laughs> trailer was something else. Talk about giving people a completely different idea about a game. Rats, you saw the trailer, didn't you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> what do you think about it? It was. Uh, it was like a, it was like a normal hype trailer, honestly. Yeah, to be honest, but. It was a, it, when you see that the trailer actually looks like it belongs to Mass Effect more than it does to Command and Conquer. When you see it, you'll know. Kind of does. Yeah, it yeah. does. It kind of does right. when you see it like that. Yeah. And this is when we come to supposedly the one game that we've actually been waiting on for me personally, because somehow part of me still clings to hope. Because Bioware formed such a huge, yeah. Because Bioware formed such a huge part uh, of my childhood that I just still root for them. First of all, first of all, first of all, I'm just gonna straight up. I'm straight up pissed that we still have heard nothing about Dragon Age Four. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that we've heard nothing about it. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Let it let it develop itself properly for the love of God. Let it cook. Let it cook. All right. I don't. I already don't mind a 2020 or 2022 release window for that game. But Anthem. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's just say, what do you guys think of? They announced that the re- uh, release date is going to be February 22nd of next year. Yeah, uh, February 22nd, 2019. I think that's it's a on un- my birthday. If, you, if I, you guys are like, you know, hoping to gift me something, I'm totally up for getting a free game, which is shit. No, you're getting Days Gone. Nothing else. <laughs> Thanks. At least I'm. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're getting days gone because there is no way Anthem is making that. Your days are going away. Yeah, (laughs) I am saying days gone because there is no way I I think Anthem can make that release date. I think it's unrealistic, considering uh, they didn't have much to show. It was mostly concept art and few people talking on the panel. They had one gameplay demo. Which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, the thing is, major from the interview uh, for the people who didn't see, they had four people. They, it was a more of a panel interview where they had Casey Hudson, Mark Dara, and all the people from Bioware sit down and actually explain the game. And this is where uh, s- most of the people had a hard exit because they announced that this game has no PvP. And this is where at launch, at launch, at launch, uh, definitely might be added. But again, uh, even if it's not added. I believe it's our expectation that this is so much like Destiny because it looks like that. But the fact is, from the co-op, the way they've talked to, uh, talked about co-op storytelling being such a f- prime focus of this game, it seems more to be uh, f- to be a sci-fi monster hunter kind of thing. Is anybody else getting that vibe? Not exactly. I, I would say. I mean, I've never played monster hunters. So I wouldn't know. It's it's a it's a shittier warframe. Let's let's just say that. No, I, I, I think calling it a shittier Warframe is uh, is unfair to the game. Uh, we haven't seen anything about, to be honest. See, here's here's the thing. We have seen quite. I would disagree. We have seen quite a lot, in a sense that these uh, Java exosuits. Hang on, hang on. If anybody, uh, sorry to interrupt. It's uh, some if somebody's hearing hammering noises. There's some fucker. Somebody's hearing hammering noises. There's some fucker doing some weird shit on top of their home. So just, yeah, so. yeah, it was it was no it was not that noticeable. Okay, okay. Anyway, what happened? Uh, there was there was. It's okay. It's, yeah, it's gone now. It's gone now. That's it's gone. But yeah, so we have seen a bit of the gameplay, which says a lot, which 
uh, you know, if you have followed gaming for the last 10 years, you can pick up a lot of things. The fact that they have damp like your weapons and your armaments, they have damage values. Right. Where have we seen that in RPG games, in MMO style games, right? Right. You have damage values, you uh, rack them up and eventually you kill the enemy. Right. So there's that. And then there's uh, something like you have a certain level where you can't act, where you can't damage a world boss. And yes, the game has world bosses. So the what thing is that this world is a shared world. They have said this right off the bat. Mm-hmm. A shared world where you can roam around with your friends and you can meet other people as well. Hmm. So there's that. The shared world has its own story and your personal story is influenced in the dungeons as it goes. So there's the two parts of the story and the world you can expect. Damage values, it's an MMORPG system. We have seen that. Com- we saw combos. Now, combos, we know it to be a Bioware staple, right? Right. It's it's in the Mass Effect games. It's in the Bio. It's in the Dragon Age games. Uh, what we saw was I think some one javelin threw down a frost grenade and the other guy hit it with a mortar and it produced a huge combo of over two thousand damage, which outright killed like you know de- destroyed a platoon of enemies. So there's uh, what what frustrated me about was the fact that they showed nothing about how to do these combos or anything like how some of the features they never explained any of that in the press conference yeah i mean about like you know anyone who's been following the bioware games will be instantly will be able to pick it up pick up uh, pick up on these things that's hmm. like i think they they were leaning on that but anyway uh moving on to the part is that this game has dungeons but instead of like, you know, your traditional MMO or RPG dungeons, this game introduced a very interesting fact that it has a shit ton of verticality. Right, more right. Than, the, the, there's a lot any, of... Like, there's a huge amount of verticality. I mean, they're putting a lot of effort into the jetpack the system. scale of this game, the, the scale of the surroundings and the buildings and the monuments, whatever yeah, is I mean, there, the it's world, insane. The world is massive. The world is huge. And it's beautiful is, as well. It's incredibly beautiful yeah, looking it's, world. It's, uh, but one thing is the fact that I don't know if you guys have spotted this or picked up on this. That uh, whatever we saw on the show floor was downgraded, by the way. Was it? And hope was it? Yeah, I didn't notice yeah, it. It wasn't. It wasn't as pre-rendered as the previous one. Oh. So the previous one was very pre-rendered. It's noticeable that it was pre-rendered. Whatever we are seeing right now, hopefully, it won't get as downgraded as we see. This is the pinnacle of Frostbite, by the way. Okay. Frostbite engine is always evolving. It can do anything EA or like its producers or developers want. Right. I remember, uh, sorry to cut you off. I remember one of the Bioware devs when they were working on Dragon Age on the Frostbite engine. They had very interesting stories to tell because they were getting used to FPS engine for RPGs, right? And they had a huge trouble adjusting to that. And they uh, described it as uh, when it worked, it worked like a Ferrari car. Like it was the smoothest thing you could ever imagine. But the thing is like they couldn't get the damn thing to work like 90% of the time. Is what they said. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. So like I, I am seeing that like they like for Bioware, Mass Effect Andromeda was kind of their testing phase of the uh, Frostbite engine. I would say Dragon now, Age and Inquisition and Mass Effect were both testing grounds for this. Yeah. Yeah, they were, they were both testing grounds and Anthem is the result. And right. we are seeing like they have introduced a huge amount of verticality in this game. Right. And with verticality, they can do one thing better is that they can introduce large enemies. As we saw the, the giant... Yeah, it, it, it gave me alien vibes from that. That's a lot too. Yeah. Like, alien come now, Metroid vibes. Yeah, and uh, and I would say that, uh, like you said, that this game and this game is definitely drawing a lot of inspiration from Warframe in yeah. a sense that you saw the green javelin, right? right? The light green javelin. Right. In Warframe, we have a skin that is player developed. It's called the Grax skin. So the Grax series of skin is available for every Warframe. Right. But the Grax has a special distinct feature 
which was definitely noticeable on the green javelin mm-hmm. and the javelins like they said they are bringing in uh, what customizations to the javelins you can customize your character and that customization effect will have more uh, you know further effect on your javelin so you can customize your character you can customize each of your javelins you can have a lo- uh, like you can loot weapons you can loot resources you can craft you can create it's an rpg it's a shared world pseudo mmo rpg so you can meet other people out in the outside world but your story is definitely based on a single player basis as well so deep says that anthem is trying to be more mo- monster hunter than warframe which is the point See, i was trying it, to start it can as be well more monster hunter but you don't get to encounter large enemies or not from the gameplay yeah 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 you, no. don't, you don't get to, you don't get to take down dungeons in monster hunter monster hunter you focus on a sole monster right, right. one or two monsters no no but but they did they did say it it did seem like if you listen closely listen to the dialogues that they were talking about uh i remember the this guy saying about this being a mission and like yeah well at least we're going to get paid for this at the end of the day and stuff it did seem like they were bounty hunters they were not uh, like good characters just exploring the thing it does give the impression <laughs> that these guys were bounty hunters and bioware did say that they would they would want to heavily double down on the story content in this and expand them in the same way uh i'm 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 definitely getting the monster hunter vibes from the thing they are definitely bounty hunters and the 